Um, so, it's been a minute since I've recorded, um, because I started working in the last week and a half, um, and yeah, I've literally just been, like, beaten down this week because of my ongoing health crisis. Just, I, I'm exhausted. I'm sure you can tell, but we're gonna get up for this episode right okay so this is the episode y'all have been waiting for this is part two of episode five and it's called channel five's calling so, sorry, there was like a weird space in between because I was like trying to figure out, I'm so sorry, what the um, name of the episode was called. So, I'm going to be talking about my um, junior and senior year of high school. <laughs> so, as we know, I attended Ignatius High School in Cleveland, Ohio, um, and it was not it was not ideal. It was very bad for my mental health. Um, I definitely learned a lot going there, life-wise, not book-wise, because, lol, I was in the office way too much and so stressed out to the point that I, like, couldn't put my focus towards, like, school. So, I mean... And COVID happened, too, so it was, like, a night fucking mare. Okay, so I started gaining a lot of, like, popularity my end of sophomore year, going into my junior year. And, yeah, so I'm trying to, like, think when the fuck COVID happened, literally. I, like, can't even remember anymore. COVID happened, um, I swear it was junior year. Yeah, it was junior year. No, was it though? I think it was because we started, yeah. Bitch, was it? I don't even fucking remember. I like really want to figure this out for y'all. But yeah, I started gaining a lot of popularity because... Junior year is when, like, I started realizing, like, who I wanted to be and, like, that the world isn't fair and that the world sucks. Um, because I, like, we went, it was an all-boys Catholic school, and I was comfortable with myself because of all the harassment and the bullying I had gone through. And I was like, I want to take a boy to, like, homecoming. And that's when I started getting the idea, and I was, like, questioning our school's rules and everything, and I was like, why, like, can I not bring a boy to homecoming, and, like, why can I not bring a boy to prom? So I started, like, trying to, like, get the knowledge, like, I was going around asking people, like, I asked, we were in, when I say we... I'm literally saying, like, the gay kids in my grade at the time. Um, 
There was a lot of us, which I was lucky for. Openly gay. It wasn't... I'm not talking about, like, closeted weirdos. Um, yeah, so we had this gay club. It was called Alliance, blah, 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 blah. Ugh. I literally... It was so stupid, that club, but whatever. And Mrs. Reagan was, like, our, like, group, like, leader or whatever the word that I'm looking for is. I'm <laughs> I'm literally going to make an episode and just go back and listen to everything that I've ever said in this podcast and, like, <laughs> Google the words that I was looking for when I say the word that I was looking for because I cannot think on the spot. Mostly because I'm in bed when I'm filming this and I get really like tired. As you can hear me yawning. Well, I'm exhausted today because it's yeah, I'm my body's getting used to working again. So, slay. But anyway, so I like started asking questions. I started asking people at the school like, "Why can't we take a boy to prom?" and homecoming like that's so fucking stupid and old-fashioned and mrs reagan like literally was like well like it's a religious school and like you know it's just the rule and like donors like we've tried for years but i just her famous fucking words were i just we just need time it's not the right time like bitch when the fuck would it be the right time then she was so, oh my god, she pissed me off. I think that she helped me in some ways, but I think she was a little close-minded like the rest of the staff at Ignatius because she was religious, yes, and she had her own shit going on. So, like, I think that she, at the end of the day, wasn't that, um, big of a help. I'm sorry, but it had to be said. LOL. Like, girl, when the fuck would the right time be? The world's just gonna get worse. Like, it's getting worse as we go on. Like, people die all the time and get murdered for just being gay or trans, so we needed to take the right steps forward. Like, just waiting doesn't fucking help anyone, but... Um, that is fuck. <laughs> because Mrs. Reagan did help me get on prep when I was at a young age because I wanted to start having sex. And obviously the school didn't teach us shit. They didn't tell us, like... Deadass, they didn't even tell us anything. Like, never said the word about condoms, I swear. Like, never brought up um, same-sex sex, like intercourse it was ridiculous what the fuck they were talking about like health class was the biggest fucking joke like literally i got out of health class like so early all the fucking time and just my (laughs) teacher did not give a fuck (laughs) but yeah so she helped me get on prop and it was helpful but like girl she just backstabbed me at the end of my Ignatius journey, really. So I was like, girl, whatever. She hated my ass because of the things that I would do. But, like, girl, right back at you. Okay, so, yeah. I was, like, wondering that. And, like, when I was 
asking around about all this. I was going to, like, the other staff, and no one was just giving me a fucking answer. I had to go to the person that, like, put together the homecomings and the proms. And he literally was just like, um, I'll have to bring it up with someone. Just basically being like, oh, someone above me makes that decision. And then I would go and ask that person, and then they'd be like, oh, someone above me makes that decision. Oh, someone above me makes that decision. Like, girl, who the fuck's making this decision then? Like, it was just throwing me around in all directions, seeing when I would get exhausted. And I was like, whatever the fuck. Like, I should have worn a fucking Fitbit from all the fucking walking they made me do at that school, going to this room, going to this person, asking this, blah, blah, blah. And there was nothing, like, the rules just, like, were made up. Like, they were nowhere to be found, and... It was stupid. It was the same thing with wearing makeup, nail polish, and, like, earrings to school. The only thing the yearbook said was, like, no jewelry. Like, it was stupid because I started expressing myself through makeup. It calms a bunch of... Oh, my God, I'm so tired. It calmed a lot of my anxiety, and I always was creative when I was doing my makeup. It wasn't like a I'm ugly kind of way. I like did the foundation and I like sat there and how I was feeling, I would just bring it out of me and put it onto my face, like different colors, lines, shapes, emotions. It wasn't like a smoky like eye, like I wanted to have a smoky eye that day or like extra long lashes or like super blush lips. It wasn't like that. And my parents degraded me so much for that. They, like, stole my makeup and played that game with me. Would always be like, you're so self-centered, you're going to get nowhere in life. Would literally just, like, laugh at me and be like, it's not self-expression. Like, no one cares. Like, you want all this attention. And I was, like, just figuring myself out at the time. And for them to say that shit to my face was so evil when you think about it like someone that's not sure about who they are going to catholic schools already and just being told that being gay is not okay and then you go home and your parents are basically saying the same fucking thing gaslighting you it's literally just like i'm dead as fuck like it's so infuriating like me sitting here right now thinking about this Oh my god, my asshole is not the only thing on fire. I am on fire. They piss me off. And yeah, so when the time came, I was getting in trouble, like, at home because of this. So my parents would take my car away. It was, I was getting in trouble because I basically said my cousin molested me. And my parents were like, you're a liar. Like, no, that didn't happen. Like, none of this ever happened. You're making it up. Like, gaslighting me. Like, wouldn't let me drive to school. So I had to fucking get a ride from someone else. And at the same time, there was pros and cons with this. I didn't have, like, my own freedom, but I could do my makeup in the car to school. And I had gotten all my makeup taken away because of this. And it was around Christmas time, and my friend had bought me makeup, so I hid it. I would leave it at school 
or leave it in this kid's car and just do my fucking makeup and take it off before I got home is how it started to be. But then I really just, because the teachers would yell at me and would follow me, the dean of students would follow me to class and call my parents and literally tattle on me and be like, he's wearing makeup to school again. And the amount of times that I literally was just trying to eat lunch and this man, Mr. Franzinger, Ryan Franzinger, would come and find me and just pull me into his office and tell me that wearing makeup was the same thing as, like, wearing gray sweatpants to school. Like, it was insane. And it would just be, like, this back-and-forth game. I'd be like, why can't I wear makeup to school? Like, it's not in the handbook. And he'd be like, well, we're putting it in the handbook. We're putting it in the handbook. And I'd be like, okay, then I'm going to wear makeup until it's put in the handbook. And he'd be like, you can't paint your nails either. And I was like, well, that's not in the handbook either. And the only thing he actually had on me was, like, the rule about earrings, which I still didn't care because, like, what was he going to do? Like, he, like, I'm dead as fuck. Like, he couldn't do anything. Like, give me a jug, like, justice under God. What the hell? The fool? And, yeah, so my parents knew I was wearing makeup to school, whether I took it off or left it on. And I just stopped giving a fuck because that's when my relationship with my mother really fell apart. Because I wasn't as close with her because of the shit she said to me. And siding with my aunt, Suzanne, and just (laughs) literally, like, making me feel like a piece of shit in the world and like I just didn't deserve anything and that I was gross for being gay and wanting to have sex and to move on from the terrible experiences sexually I had as a kid like she would just yell at me and try and like take my things and make my life so uncomfortable and so unpleasant like I already was felt like that and for her to just play that game with me too Like, it was the loneliest feeling in the world at the end of the day, which is why I was harming myself and just not happy and giving myself up very easily and letting my youth die because I learned so much so fast that I just matured way too fast. Not that I wanted to, but I just had to. It was a survival tactic. And I do regret it. Because I'm turning 20 this year, but it feels like I'm turning 30. It feels like I'm already, like, like ready to settle down because of how exhausted I am and just how I'm expected to bounce back every time and just do adult things like pay my rent now while everyone else is just blacked out drunk all the time in college and just flunking and not sure what they're going to do with their lives and I just have to be this person that I was molded into because of everything. And like, I pulled a lot of stunts at school Um, not, like, because I, not all of them were, like, me, but stunts were pulled with my face and 
ass in it. Like, there were times that I would just say crazy shit because of how unfiltered I was because of everything that went on. Not in, like, a bad way. Like, I would tell people my experiences and they'd be like, what? And, like, it happened and everything. And I just got more attention of because of it because I was so unfiltered. And Lindsay Jessling, like, posting my ass picture on her story trying to be funny and everyone's screenshotting it and, like, it's just getting sent around the entire grade because of social media and everyone just not giving a fuck because it was the fag in the grade that it was funny to send it around. And, like, just knowing the popular girls because everyone wanted to know me because of, like, the rate that I was gaining popularity. (laughs) I don't even know. It was a hot mess. And that got me to start to hang out with, like, the popular boys, because at the time, Anthony Camino, who I became close friends with during high school, because his girlfriend broke up with him, and I was really close with her, um, he, like, integrated me into his friend group, and I, um, had a crush on, um, one of his friends, like, a really bad crush, like, (laughs) it was so bad, because when I got drunk at school, I did it to try and impress this boy, and it, I never knew if it worked, I mean, he always made me nervous, his name is Tate Laspisa, and I had the biggest crush on him. And I'm pretty sure he knew that, and everyone knew that, because my business was everyone's business. And (laughs) it was (laughs) funny, because I didn't care at the end of the day. Like, if I told someone I had a crush on someone, like, I knew it was going to get around. I wanted them to find out, because if they knew I had a crush on them, like, I didn't have to ask if they were gay. They would come forward, and if they wanted to, if they were curious... So, I was smart in that way because I used my, I used my notorious name and popularity to get what I wanted when I wanted, which was good because I would post shit on social media and be like, the school's bullshit and just out people and like scare people. And be, like, a bully right back to people that were... It was just mutual. People were being shit to me, so I was being shit to people. And I made this book. And it's in my... It's in a box at the Justin's house in Ohio. It was called The Fag Handbook. And I put... It was literally, like, the burn book, but the gay version. And I put everyone that I knew was closeted in there. I wrote their name and, like, just some stupid information about them, and I put it in there. And it was funny as fuck, and I posted it to scare the shit out of people. Because everyone came to me all the time with their curiosity and their stupid fantasies. 
over social media, though, like a text. And I remember when COVID came around, I, because of, like, just everything going on and just the height of my popularity, it was so nice to get a break and just go home and be on a camera and not have to see these people and, like, do my makeup to piss people off and I could just finally relax and not have to take my fucking earrings out and fight with my parents all the time was so nice and it was such a reset but yeah I would was I I feel like when COVID was happening the homework load also like lessened which was another reason why I didn't learn anything because I was already in the office so much and just so stressed out. And then when we got home, like, they didn't fucking, like, give us any homework. Except for, like, fucking Miss Reagan. Like, yeah. So, like, this bitch, like, gave us so much homework over quarantine. Like, no one else gave us homework. And then it was just, like, her class. And I was like, girl, this is so annoying. Um... In art, this is when, like, art comes into play because I got to take home, like, this really nice camera. And it was because junior year, I asked if I could take AP art next year. And I showed her, like, some of my stuff, Mrs. Burroughs. And she, like, encouraged me to, like, take AP art which I was super excited about. And AP art was, oh my God, it was a mess, bro. I, the experience I had was bittersweet because the other people in my class, I don't think were creative. LOL. Like, oof. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna say it because I don't give a fuck. Joseph Richmond, like, your art project wasn't good. I'm so sorry. Like, the only reason why Mrs. Burroughs hyped it up so much is because it was literally, like, such a cover-up. Like, it was such a lie of what was going on at the school. Like, it was this... Oh my god. It was this installation of like a kindness demonstration where he left like post notes out and it created this sculpture like people would write like kind words and like stupid shits and it just was so meaningless like that school was literally just a bunch of like mean rich kids like, closeted mean rich kids that would haze people, like, s harass the gay kids, and just be aggressive towards women. Like, I'm dead as fuck. Like, that's what the school was. And racist, too. Like, TVH. 
Um, I'm not sorry, though. I, because this school has literally put me through so much shit. It's like, I should be honest. Right, guys? I should be honest. Um... This man texting me right now is pissing me off. I'm so sorry. But I just looked to like go look at the other notes about this episode. And he's just pissing me off. Okay. So. Yeah. My art was a photography portfolio. Um, Mrs. Burroughs also was pissed the fuck off that everyone was doing photography because she was like a more like painting, drawing, like artiste, which like bravo to you girl. But like the way that I was expressing myself like was through makeup and photography and I got shit on so much for my portfolio. My, I was creating this concept, which was, to say the least, genius. Um, it was called the time capsule. And it was this idea of, like, you had take all these photos when you're in high school and you're finding out who you are. And you look back at them in, like, 30 years and you relive everything that you went through. So I had concepts of... Literally just being, like, photos of being abused. Like, bringing that to life in my photos and makeup and the harassment I received. And how sad I felt during my four years. I did a um, yearbook photo shoot where I did expressive makeup each year, each four years. The first one being, like, I was hidden and angry the second year being that I was hurting myself and upset and sad and breaking out of that mold. The third one being as confident as I was at the peak of it all. And then the fourth one of just like not giving a fuck and realizing that no one wanted me there at that school and I had to move somewhere else and not go to college because Mrs. Burroughs would pressure me into going to art school and would say that I would lose all my potential if I didn't go to art school. It's basically what she said. And I didn't want to go to art school. I think art school is a waste. As I've seen people my age from Ohio at art school doing nothing. I'm so sorry. I'm having a psychotic episode right now. Which is why I'm so aggressive. But like, girl, come on. You're in art school and you're flopping. I'm so sorry, but like, it's true. And talking about high school makes me so mad. Um, And my laundry is going to be done in how long? Bitch, not the face ID. Not asking for the face ID. In nine minutes and 23 seconds. Slay. Um, yeah, but my, like, there was photos of me in a dress. It was me just being me. And I wasn't allowed to show a lot of my art at the art show. Which was literally just a slap in the face. Like, another 
way to be like, I'm dead as fuck. If you can hear the dance moms in the back, like, it's so intense. Um, yes, I watch dance moms because it makes me, like, feel comfortable and comforted. But I couldn't show my art because it was pushing an agenda and inappropriate and just didn't stand with Ignatius's views. And when it went up on display, the pieces that I had that I wasn't satisfied with because I had to change my portfolio because of it, people, I should have put a microphone by my artwork to hear what people said because students got in trouble for literally being like, I remember one of the students, this is what they got in trouble for saying, oh, I'm sure he wanted to put his dick up on here too. And I was like, girl, y'all are like, I'm dead as fuck. Like, people were just calling me a fag, like, when they walked by. They'd be like, look at this fag's artwork. <laughs> like, chaos. <laughs> like, they were so clever. Like, girl, you're, like, I'm dead as fuck. Like, you're flunking all your classes, and you have a life that sucks, and you're just gonna live off, leech off your parents' money. But, like, slay, I guess. Calling me a fag if that makes your day better. Um, yeah, so the day of the awards, I was late as fuck because I was trying to get a job. But why was I trying to get a job? No, I wasn't trying to get a job. I'm, well, I kind of was, that's a lie. Because I had just quit Geraces and... I wasn't going to school, so I was a little worried. I was a little, like, impending doom feeling. But I was... Now I remember what I was doing. I was shopping for prom. I was going to prom with Lily Brown. To Laurel prom, not Ignatius prom. But we'll get to that. Um, yeah, I picked up a rhinestone corset. And this bitch at Akira was... Would n literally not leave me alone. <laughs> she harassed my ass. She wanted me to work there so bad at Beachwood Mall. Like, kill yourself, girl. But, okay. Um, so annoying. S literally just the worst environment. Like, the worst people. So fake. Like, would compliment you and just shit on you. It was like Buffalo Exchange. But, like, in Ohio. LOL. And just underpaying and like just too much work for what it was but what the fuck am I supposed to say right yeah we went to this art show like the art show and I was late so I didn't really get the first crowd but apparently everyone loved what I parent wise what I had up on the wall and I remember not telling my parents about the art show. And I was like, I'm not going with them because they don't even like my artwork, which they didn't. They thought that it was just a attention-seeking thing. I don't know, because art's only painting and drawing, right, guys? Um, so, yeah. I mean, I had poetry up there, too, and it was literally just about the monsters under my bed. And my mother, like, read it. And she's like, I'm so proud of you. 
And then literally just like, shit on me later. And was like, why did you have to wear makeup? Like, whatever, whatever. Like, that man, like the one, Joseph, like, deserved it. And I was like, okay, girl. Like, go home. And, yeah. I was pissed off. But, it's fine. Some of the teachers loved my artwork, though. They asked for a signed copy and wanted to keep it in their room. It still hangs in the classroom. Shout out Mr. Bazzelli. Genius he was. A little crazy, though, but, like, genius. And the other art teacher really liked my the cover art that I have for this podcast is from my senior year portfolio. Because the whole idea was that the monsters under my bed were coming to get me and that life was turning into a nightmare because of my sciatic... Oh my god, why can't I say it? Psychotic. I almost said sciatic. Psychotic um, episodes getting worse from just trauma. Uh, Well, I wouldn't call them psychotic episodes. I'm just stretching the rubber band at that point. But I would call it, like, derealization. Because as a kid, if you have sexual drama and neglect, basically your brain shuts off so you can relax. And you just question things and think about other things. It's a weird state of mind, but it's not the same as psychosis, so... Yay. Um, anyway, um, ciao, so... Yeah. So, when we went back to school, after, like, COVID, when I... During that time, I was, like, starving myself working out, working five days a week. I, my parents bullied me, which I will get into how terrible the environment of my first job was. I literally told them that my boss was sexually harassing me. And they told me, (laughs) my mother was like, nah, like, you're lying. Like, you have to work or else... We're going to make you pay rent or, like, take away your phone or, like, take you off the data plan and just a bunch of fucked up shit. And, like, you can't watch TV or, like, we'll take away your makeup or you can't hang out with your friends. Like, you can't have the car keys if you quit. And I literally was like, my boss is literally sexually harassing me, but it's fine. So I, yeah, during COVID, I was working five Five days a week on top of school work and doing my, and I carried that out through senior year as well. Even when I went back to school full time, I was exhausted, yo. I never had any time to do anything myself, which is why I didn't process a lot of my childhood because I was always doing a bunch of other shit for other people instead of taking care of myself. And it makes so much sense once you think about it. But, anyway, back to senior year. So, senior year came around. Vaccinations came out, so we were allowed to go back to school. 
And my parents were so anti-vax, girl. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Thank the fucking Lord I was turning 18, though. So I got mine. So I could actually do shit. Because I was planning on moving to New York, and they had the vaccine mandate. So I wasn't about to be a Trumpy like my mom and fake a bunch of shit. And watch weird-ass conspiracy theory videos, but, like, go off, girl. And so we went back to school. I went back to being my problematic self, pissing people off to prove that the world was shitty. And it went right back into how it was. I was getting harassed about my dress code. I was the best dressed in school, I will say. Stunning. And it was just redundant at this point. And students would literally... I remember one time my... Yeah, I was, like, called into the office, and I was, like, fighting for my life already, being, like, I want to wear makeup to school. And this was what the dean of students said to me. He literally was, like... So, students and teachers are complaining. And I was like, um, okay. About what? They were like, you're just, um, everything you're doing is just making people uncomfortable and feel, like, unsafe and you're a distraction and, like, a bunch of Stupid shit, yo. I remember looking this man in the eyes and just... I was so upset. I didn't know what the fuck to say. I literally just, like, stared. And I was like, who? Like, who said this? He was like, I can't tell you specifically who said this, but students are just not doing as well because you're distracting them in class. And he called my parents and got my parents and my dad was like, yeah, you are just distracting people. Like, you're just, like, again, you just want, like, attention and, like, I don't see why you have to do this. Like, you're at school to learn. And, like, my, if I wanted to be at school and learn, why couldn't everyone just leave me the fuck alone? Why couldn't I just be comfortable? Why the fuck couldn't I sit in a class without being called a fag? Or my nudes getting sent around? Why couldn't I, like, have any peace? Like, it was disgusting. And they wanted to say I was a distraction. For wearing blush to school. And Kylie lip kit. Like, bitch, I'm dead as fuck. And students would literally just be like, Frank is, like, sexually harassing me. Like, I don't feel, like, it's, people would just lie at school to try and, because they could. And that's what pissed me off so much. The fear of just not being, I would avoid the bathrooms at all costs. Because of this situation. Because the fear of someone getting me kicked out of school. Because 
they could and just say that I was doing something inappropriate or being or making them uncomfortable was a real fear of mine because people were saying that and would lie and be like, Frank sent me nudes, like Frank did this, Frank did that, Frank staring at your ass. Because with all this popularity, like, people would, it was just stupid, yo. But let me go get my laundry, and I'll be, yeah, let's let's go get my laundry, yo. Do you want to come, yeah, yes, uh, let's go get my laundry. Okay. So. Yeah. And then I'll make my fucking bed and shit, but that's another story. Yeah, but, like, these bitches would just, like, harass me like that and say that I was inappropriate and I was a creep. Like, they were. Like, bitch, staring at my ass in the locker room, doing weird-ass shit because they were closeted. Who was the real fucking weirdo? Don't even start that shit with me. But this also comes at the time of the Beaumont girls. I remember, LOL. So the Beaumont girls, I hate them. Like anyone from Beaumont is an actual piece of shit. But let's get into it. I'm so ready for everyone to hear this episode. Because... The way they treated me at the end was so hypocritical. And it was a complete joke. So, I'm getting the worst derealization episode right now because of talking about all of this. But it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. So, the Beaumont girls... Um, only ever brought me up when they wanted shit and wanted me to help them with something or invite them to prom, as I've said, and just literally, like, be their friend when no one else would because they were such a piece of shit and everyone was such a piece of shit in high school. But, so they would keep me in their deck of cards whenever they needed someone and I'm the kind of person that's like if someone needs help like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fucking like be annoying and just be a bitch all the time because I genuinely had a heart before everyone like ripped it out so many times so now I don't really have a heart but I did then when I was in my youth so the Beaumont girls hated me and talked shit about me all the time and said I was the fakest person ever, which, I mean, no, I wouldn't say I was. They always had parties and wouldn't invite me, even though I helped all of them start their um, high school careers or whatever the fuck made them popular. And every time I saw them at a party, they would treat me like a literal piece of shit and just be so fucking fake <laughs> and say the stupidest shit and I I don't even know 
I don't even know. They just wanted me to start, like, drama. They'd be like, who's gay? Like, who's this? Like, I love gay people. See, I'm friends with Frank. And I'm so scared. People in my apartment complex hear me right now. Dun, 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 uh, you took my sadness out of context. At the Bed-Stuy, Marcy, Lexington complex. Oh my god. Okay. Um, now that I have my fucking laundry, thank the lord, we could get back into it. Oh, dance moms. Hey, girl. So, anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah, the Beaumont girls fucking sucked. Um, they had a bunch of problematic people in their fucking grade. Like, this one girl, like, said she was gonna bring a gun to school or something or was posting, like, guns on their Instagram. And everyone was like, Frank, like, post about it. Like, say something. Like, do something. Oh, my God. And, girl, I did because I did it for myself. Like, that bitch shouldn't have even been talking about that. Conservative Celine. Like, the fuck? Like, so I did shit for them. And then this one horrible-ass cunt, Maggie Milam, like, ugh, she's so disgusting. She's such a racist piece of shit and homophobic and whatever else. I mean, she's probably in, like, Cincinnati, Ohio, like, saying some problematic-ass fucking shit voting for Trump. Like, okay, girl. I brought up the fact that she... Because the Beaumont girls told me this. Everyone was like, oh, my God. Like, Lily Kieski, Josephine O'Neill, like, Tamaya, whatever the fuck her last name is. And I forget what other relevant piece of shit was there, too, but it's fine. Um, so, yeah. They told me that Maggie Milam called them all a bunch of fags and said she hated everyone and she was never going to be their friend again. And some other stupid shit. It was like this, like, 12-year-old drama. And I was like, LOL. Like, I didn't take it to heart. Like, bitch said facts. Like, the fuck? Like, I'm dead. Like, she shouldn't be saying that. But, like, the fact that no one, like, stopped her pissed me off. So I posted something on social media. And I was like, I commented on her Instagram. And I said, LOL, remember when you called all the Beaumont girls a bunch of fags? She, like, deleted the comment, and I commented it again. And then she texted me and was like, why would you say that? I never said that. And I literally just, like, was like, girl, the fuck are you even saying? Like, (laughs) so Someone else, like, she got one of her other fucking racist white friends, homophobic friends, to say something. And they were all, like, the fake tan girls. Like, the extra highlighter fake tan, like, short, like, she and dresses to homecoming and prom. Like, weirdos. And this girl commented back, like, She said something stupid as fuck to me. I have screenshots of it all in my phone from so long ago. It's in, like, my Google Photos. But Homegirl brought up something so fucking irrelevant and tried to, like, say I did something problematic. And I was like, girl, okay. And she, like, 
before she could delete it again, I screenshotted it and I posted it on my Instagram and my Snapchat. And I blasted her ass. I put her ass on blast, I will say. And at first, I was getting a really good response. Like, it started shit, whatever. Like, all the popular people were like, you're such a piece of shit, Frank. Like, you say you care about gay rights and then you just cancel people. And I was like, yeah, girl, because she's such a fucking loser and she's done a bunch of shit. So, like, if I can get her for this, like, damn right I'm going to cancel her ass. Because, because, yeah. So, LOL. She got a bunch of her friends to comment some weird shit on my page, basically just saying how horrible of a person I was, how irrelevant I was. A lot of people were commenting, like, death threats and calling me a fag and calling me, like, the tea slur and just being... Oh my god, just being an actual piece of shit, like how I expected them to be and how they were this entire time. So, yeah. Um, but she had her dad call the school, and the school called me into the office and was like, if you don't delete it, like, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And I was like, girl, you're stupid as fuck. And but the time, like, I didn't have a phone at the time. So I was like, I mean, I can't delete it until I get home. So, slayed on that. I racked in, like, a bunch more hate comments. And all the Beaumont girls, like, chatted it at first. And was like, this did happen. Like, I, and I have the screenshots. It was, like, Sarah Johan and, like, Tamaya Edwards. And they were like, this did happen. I was there. Like, Maggie Milam's so horrible. And blah, 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 blah. And, yeah. So, I, like, have the screenshots of all that. And no one stood up for me. Everyone just let me sink. Which, I don't really give a fuck because it's high school. Like, they all ate. And they all ate that shit up. They thought it was the most important thing in the world to be popular. And to have everyone like them. And to be so fake. And I was just out there doing whatever the fuck I wanted. And the Beaumont girls basically were just like, yeah, Frank lied. Like, I just remember Lily Kieski and, like, Paulina Ortiz being like, Frank, such a liar. Like, she never said that. Like, why would he even bring that up? He's such a problematic, like, mess. Like, oh, my God. Like, girl, like, shut the fuck up. Fake ass. Like, <laughs> Girl, I'm dead as fuck. You thought you were the prettiest, most popular girl in the world. Like, think about real fucking shit in this world. Like, y'all, I knew a lot of these Beaumont girls my entire life. And when I brought shit up about, like, them being friends with Anthony Paniki and how uncomfortable I was and just how, t like, people were bullying me. And they just, like, fucking pulled out their nail files and just, like, turned their backs on me. And I was like, girl, um, slay. So I learned a lot about how fake people are. And just, you can only really count on yourself. So. Yeah, I mean, 
I wouldn't want it any other way, right? I mean, I'm in New York. They're in the middle of nowhere in Ohio, so sucking some weird-ass dick in a bar bathroom. LOL. Okay, girl. When you get married and pregnant in three years with a lame-ass job at an insurance company in Ohio, don't ask me to host you for a weekend in New York. And I just remember being at the gas station and my dad being so fucking pissed off at me for posting that about... No, that no, this is a different story. Because he just screamed at my ass when I got home for the Maggie Milam thing. Like, being like her dad calling him or something stupid as fuck. And, yeah, because... The thing I was thinking about is, so I had this catfishing account, and the reason why, so I made this account back in, like, sophomore year with Lizzie Frawley, who's a spoiled piece of fucking shit, whatever, and she helped me create this account. And I made it so that it would look like if you search this person on Instagram, it would be there. So I named it after she was like Drew English. We were like Drew English. Oh my God. Like perfect. So that's how the account got created. And I was asking people. Like, because if they didn't know who the person was and they were asking if they were gay, they would feel comfortable telling them. So, yeah, I asked. It was mainly created to um, out this kid, Blake Nisley, who had tormented the gay group that I was in, asking every single one of us for nudes and just being a piece of shit and a douchebag. So I created this account to teach him a lesson. And funniest story, when I sent Blake nudes, Mr. Blake Nisley, Mr. Republican, Mr. Um, Vineyard Vines, I was trying to do it with like, I was trying to do it like very well. I was trying to do it tastefully. And so I needed like dim lights. I was like, let's dim these lights down, girl. And I put my PJs over the lamp. That in the bathroom, in the in the bathroom on the first floor in my house, and my PJs caught on fire, yo. Um, my mother thought I was like smoking in there or doing something weird. I was like, "Girl, grow the fuck up." But moral of the story, Blake. Lit- this was before I started shaving my body. He was like, "You need to shave." And <laughs> I'm dead as fuck. He ate with that one. But he blocked. A lot of guys would just, like, block you after you sent nudes, which is why I'm so against sending nudes nowadays. And I just post them on my Instagram. Like, girl, like, if you, like, just come over and have sex with me, like, at that point. Sorry, that made me so sad just saying that out loud because now I have herpes, so. 
I have HSV1, a rare case of mouth herpes on my anus. So some dirty ass tongue was eating me out. I'll tell you that much. But anyway, back to high school. So yeah, I used this account a few times. Alex's boyfriend at the time. I had Alex on this account because we were trying to catfish Blake together. And so it showed like mutual friends and I'm really bad with names. I admit my memory's so fucking shit. I'm more of a face kind of person, but it showed like a mutual friend, like Alex's boyfriend. So I added it by accident and he, I remember this man literally like chatting me, trying, asking me for nudes or whatever. Because, like, at first I played along because I was like, who the fuck is this? And I don't even know if Alex thinks his story is true or not. But it is. This is my side of the story. Um, he, yeah, at first I was like, who is this? And he was like, who is this? And, like, we started, like, chatting, like, flirtishly. And then he asked me for, like, nudes and I, like, realized who the fuck it was. And I was like, girl, no. And I remember blocking him. And he told Alex. And Alex was so pissed at me that it was his birthday when that happened. It was the day before his birthday, so he found out on his birthday. And I almost got excommunicated from the gay group because of Felix. Felix was a piece of fucking shit, yo. I don't even know why this kid was around. He just wanted to fuck everyone in the gay group. Him and Patrick Sheehan. Patrick Sheehan was a fucking weirdo. Yeah, Felix. Ed slept with... No, not even slept. Oop, lol. I think sent nudes, too. We weren't, like, sleeping with people at the time. But sent nudes to, like, a few people. And... I remember... Everyone stopped talking at him because... He was such a fucking weirdo at the end of it. And he was talking to, like, what is that kid's name? Kevin. Kevin, like, Carbone or something. I'm dead as fuck. Please, what is his last name? I don't even remember. But, yeah, those two were, like, weirdos together. Just, there was two separate gay groups at the time. It was those two and then the rest of us. And it was just, like, this war all the time. But Patrick Condon... No, ooh, not Patrick Condon. But Patrick Sheehan tried to gaslight the fuck out of me because he asked me for nudes one time and then lied and said that I was desperate and asked him for nudes. So that was the second time I almost got excommunicated because this weirdo pervert. Because, again, you were so isolated at that school that you would accept nudes from anyone and just, you know. But, yeah, that happened. Now it's all coming back to me, stupid fucking high school. I would literally go through the halls and, like, scream at people. And Alex would say the most inappropriate shit. We would literally just be talking about, like, our sex lives out loud and, like, we were so real for that. But I would, like, scream at people. 
and throw like roll my Kylie lip kit on the floor into people and be like, oh my god. And I literally would like offer people like food. I'd be like, if you want to like my peanut butter and jelly sandwich, like I would do the funniest shit. And I would say hi to people. And we would just be like, hi, sisters. And it was so fucking funny. I would never trade it for the world. And we would sing and push people into, we would push each other into people. It was so funny. Everyone knew us. But like when I was alone, like I would keep my fucking head down because I didn't want to deal with shit ever. Um, and a lot of people just talked to me, not with like a good heart. They would just make fun of me and then go from there. They would like talk to me, be like, how's your day going? Like, and then just use it against me. But yeah, but the Drew English thing, I made a TikTok and made it look like I was outing someone on TikTok and it got around and everyone thought I was outing Drew English at the time. And then Lizzie Frawley was like, I didn't know anything about this. Frank's a liar. Frank's whatever, whatever, whatever. And she's like, she didn't want her boyfriend at the time to be pissed off at me. So she just lied and She's a Beaumont girl, so that tells you everything you fucking need to know. White ass bitch. Okay. She's so spoiled, though. Can we talk about her for a second? She lives in this big ass house. Hasn't done shit. It's probably never gonna work a fucking... Have to work too hard in her fucking life. She's gonna go to college, get a good education... Just drink all the time and then work, like, somewhere where her dad gets her hired. And then have a boring fucking life and have kids at, like, 27, 25. Married to some piece of shit, but whatever. She would go out to dinner all the time and just spend her parents' money. I fucking worked for my stupid money. It's so bad surrounding yourself with people like that, to be honest. (sighs) I saw some close people to me just think that it was okay to, like, pretend to be, like, rich, spoiled brats like her, but whatever. But yeah, Drew English's dad said that everyone thought he was gay and he was so embarrassed and blah, 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 and a bunch of other dumb shit. And, like, called my dad and screamed at me. And my parents yelled at me. And, like, made me delete all my social media. So. That was so funny. I'm literally thinking, oh, but I don't have chips. I have this cheese dip because I'm so hungry. But. Yeah, that happened. Um. So funny. Wouldn't take it back for the world. But I literally got in trouble for that at school, too. <laughs> the school. <laughs> literally, whatever. 
But senior year was a shit show because towards the end of it, everyone started realizing like college was a real thing. And a lot of people stopped talking to me and stopped being nice to me because they were like, we're never going to see him again. So what's the point? So they just talked a bunch of shit. And I talked to Father Giao about prom and everything and why I wanted to wear makeup to school. And he said he wanted to hear me out. And him and Dr. Richardson Phillips were here for me. And I spent so much time talking to Dr. Richardson Phillips. No fucking help. Worst bitch in the world. Let me tell you that much. Laziest too. Like, did her job. Like, barely. She would just follow the fucking rules and not actually... Her job was basically trying to make... Ignatius more inclusive and equal and just no she was just there for the paycheck like dead ass did not care did some corny ass stupid shit and acted like she was doing stuff but yeah Father Giao heard me out and then was like I'll definitely try and help you out and then basically was like, yeah, if we let you do that, like, we're going to lose all our funding. Like, the fuck? Why would you tell a kid, yeah, if you are who you are, we're going to, like, lose all this money. Like, not to put all this pressure on you, but, like, like everything's going to go to shit if you are who you are. So, maybe not. And I was so pissed off, yo. I would sit in Mr. Sanders' room all the time and just, like, cry. And just spend all this time alone. Because I was so mad. I was so exhausted. And just, he helped me a lot. He eventually quit because of how negative and toxic the school was because he avoided it for so long. But he quit not too long after I graduated. But, yeah, so we got appointed a new um, principal my senior year. It was his name's Anthony Fior, and he was, to say the least, a little, a little evil, you know what I'm saying? He always had this ominous ass shadow following him around, like, you knew bad news was going on, like, homeboy had some weird shit going on in his head. I don't know what was going on with him, but I'm not gonna say too much on him. But he would, like, I remember... Social media being my bestie friend posted. No, this is when I first, let's start here. This is when I first got on his radar because Kenneth Klubnik, hey, we were in Zooms at the time 
and Kenneth Klubnik. It was a morality class, keep this in mind. So, like, we were learning about being, like, good people because we had to take religion classes in high school. And speaking of religious teachers, literally, um, the religious, like, the teachers would be like, gay marriage is not, like, okay. And the teachers would, like, say that shit. And they really didn't get held accountable until, like, the year before I went to school there. And, like, then again, teachers would, like, still imply that stuff in their class. Like, there was, um, this one, oh, God, what's his name? I don't remember his name. He always carried around an Oregon lunchbox that said, like, organs are in here. And was bald and tall. And, oh, Dance Moms are in New York City. Um, but I'm dead as fuck. Yeah, the teachers were so bad at teaching. Like, if you brought up being gay, like, in that class, they would, like, completely just, like, get out of that subject. And it was, like, because, like, they'd be, like, why would you, like, I, like, why, why do you not believe in God? And be like, because God's a piece of shit and you just preach that it's not okay to be gay and not okay to have sex and women don't have rights and blah, 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 blah. It was the same fight every fucking day. And I was so tired of being in those stupid fucking classes. But anyway, I'm so bothered with what that teacher's name is. Let me see if I can find it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Kenneth Klubnik, um, like it was a Zoom call, so like you can chat in Zoom calls, right? And, uh, fucking, I'm so sorry. I can't multitask for my life. AMDG, here's the website. Um, but fucking they were talking about like the day before or something or maybe they were even in the it was the day of it was talking about how like um it's not moral to be gay but you have to treat everyone with like kindness or whatever and Kenneth Klubnik chatted like fags in the chat and literally Two of my friends were in that class, and they screenshotted, um, like, they took a photo of him saying that, because he meant to send it to someone, um, he meant to send it to someone privately, and it went to the whole class, and so someone sent it in our group chat, and I posted it on social media after I received the photo of it, and I was, like, in nothing, because... He, the teacher, Mr. Betts, Joseph Betts, didn't do anything. He literally just, like, saw it and was like, um, it was so awkward is what I was told. He just completely denied that it was, like, said at first until it started going around on social media. 
because I posted it on social media and then everyone started like screenshotting it and posting it on their social media asking to like get him kicked out and um that's when he really got pissed off because he said that it was such a like um breach of like trust that we photographed his class and we made him look bad it was basically just him covering his his ass because he wasn't a good fucking teacher and he didn't even care about like morality in the long run like girl i'm dead as fuck like why the like a girl and a guy getting married is not the end of the fucking world I mean, what did I just say out loud? Oh my god, me multitasking. A girl and a guy is not the end of the fucking world. Um, no, fucking a guy and a guy marrying same-sex marriage is not the end of the fucking world. So, I'm literally looking at this directory of people, and it is giving me such PTSD. Damn, yo. So many people still work at this school. But, yeah, so, homeboy didn't fucking do anything. Like, made, like, asked us for an apology for calling him out on his stupid bullshit. And Kenneth was a part of this hazing scandal that happened. So, while he was getting shit on for social media, for saying fag, for calling someone a faggot, in a morality class over Zoom. Um, he literally was in this scandal on the lacrosse team. He was like the lacrosse captain or whatever the fuck. And he made a bunch of freshmen like drink and shove it oil up their ass. And he didn't get like in any trouble at all. He got suspended for, like, three days and then came right back to school. And their, the lacrosse team, like, couldn't play that tournament that weekend. Like, it was the stupidest fucking thing that could ever fucking happen. Like, I knew nothing was going to happen, but I wanted to make a big fucking ruckus. So, I fucking did. And it worked, right, girl? But... Theology, where's theology, where's theology? Do you think he still works there? Ew. I forgot he switched to being a teacher. Ryan Franzinger is now a teacher. Oh my god, he left, bro. Or maybe he's... Oh my god. Is it emissions? No, I don't even fucking remember. Where the fuck would... Campus operations? Diversion and inclusivity. Girl... Girl, like, 
see. There she is. There she fucking is. I'm so sorry. I'm not including you guys in this conversation. But anyway, yeah, so the news, like, wrote a bunch of articles about the hazing that was going on at our school. And I saw this as an opportunity. So I called a news outlet, which is why the episode is titled Channel 5 is Calling. And I basically was going to do a tell-all in a news article about how Ignatius treated me, how students were, like, saying I was sexually harassing them, how I was making them uncomfortable, and how I couldn't wear makeup to school, how I couldn't take a boy to prom, and just all the negativity that was thrown at me at the school. I called a few different news outlets, and Channel 5 was going to pick it up, I remember. I still have this woman's name in my phone. I believe it was um, Devin, I believe. Girl, was it Devin? Let's look at my contacts. Oh, and I was right. Uh, Devin.Marty at WEWS.com. Please. I'm gooped and I'm fucking gagged. Maybe I should call this girl up again. Should I text her? Hey, Devin, remember when you got paid off for this news story? Okay, well, I texted, so... LOL, I'll update you guys if she responds, because this is what happened. So, I got sick that weekend, and I had told the kids before... I was making a huge ruckus. I was going around telling everyone I wasn't going to prom because I couldn't take a boy. And students were... I had my friend Alex Garcia post on his story and be like, now they fucking rude for this. And LOL, he posted how he wasn't going to go because I wasn't going. And then I got sick that weekend when I called Channel 5. On, the, on a Friday, like I had a whole phone call with her and she wanted me to put my full name in the article, which I was fine with, but she wanted other people to um, like have in the article and their names. And it was literally just going to out how Kenneth didn't get in trouble, how I, we couldn't take boys to school and how they were using the excuse about like the money and everything and just the homophobic nature of the whole school. And L to the fucking OL. I got sick, right? So that Monday that I didn't go I'm yawning. That Monday that I didn't go to school, the news people showed up, yo. Like reporters. Asking for statements about this article they were writing. And I remember Mrs. Reagan called a emergency meeting together for the gay club. And she was furious. She was so mad, yo. She was like, how could someone do this? You're destroying all we worked for. Like, girl, the fuck? What did we even accomplish? Nothing. Nothing. That's so fucking embarrassing that she even fucking said that. Stupid ass. But 
yeah, she was so mad, and just, she knew it was me that did it, and basically just shit on me in front of everyone, and, like, like, fucking, like, wanted to make everyone, like, turn on me, because at the time, all my friends were, like, debating if what I did was shitty, or if it was a good idea what I did, and, yeah, everyone thought I was hiding out because of the news outlets or whatever, but the news, Ignatius, paid the news off, lol, so, yeah, I never heard back from the news, I tried calling this girl again, and she did not respond, so, I'm, yeah, killed the story, because, From what I heard at the grapevine of Ignatius, Dr. Fior was very pissed and wanted to speak to the gay kids at the school. Very, um, that's very toxic that he, like, needed to talk to the gay kids then and there after this happened because we couldn't accept any more bad publicity, like, it was a bad thing, like needed to speak with the gay kids, straighten them out, like, have them apologize for even going to the news, whatever the fuck, but, yeah, I, I'm dead as fuck, I'm dead as fuck, yeah, but I had a whole meeting with him, because everyone was calling to the school, being like, I'm so angry that they can't take boys to prom, and I made a huge ruckus, and he knew it was me, and we had one final meeting, because he was avoiding me, really, um, he was avoiding me, so I finally found time, because I would call his assistant, and be like, I need to, I should talk to, um, Dr. Fior, so we had this meeting, and it was basically him just being, like, a pity talk, like, stop being such a mess, and stupid things, and I see so much potential in your future, I didn't let you take a boy to prom, I'm not letting you wear makeup to graduation, they said that if I showed up to graduation with makeup on, they wouldn't let me walk, so I was like, girl, okay, but, yeah, literally just told me in this weird one-on-one interview that we had that he, like, had a gay roommate or some weird fucking shit and that he understood where I was coming from. And it was it was a joke. Like, girl, it was a fucking joke talking to this man, him and Franzinger. Like, what up, the fuck? But... Yeah, Mrs. Reagan and I, like, weren't really friends after the news article thing. She thought I was ungrateful and a troublemaker and whatnot. And that I didn't care about the long run. But, lol, it's fine. So, anyway, time went on. I didn't go to prom. I did go to prom with Lily Brown to her school. 
and tried to fill in for that gap of not having my own prom. And yeah. I won prom queen and I sung a lot of karaoke and it was a good time, but it makes me sad that I didn't have my own prom experience. All my friends went. I went to the after party at my friend's house, but it didn't feel like I had a real high school experience because of everything that went on. And then graduation came around and I remember getting ready that morning. And I did my makeup. I did a very simple glam. Um, just highlighting my features. Bringing like, darkness to my lashes with a little winged eyeliner. Nothing too much. And my parents made me cry that morning. They came in the room and they said that they weren't. They didn't want to go with me if I was wearing makeup. To keep it simple. Simple and hurtful. Cold and bitter. So, I didn't go. And I cried all my makeup off. So it turned into this black, like, euphoric, like, rhinestone look I made it into. And I spent the day at the Browns' house. And they called my name at graduation, and I didn't walk. And, lol. I got a few text messages being like, are you okay? Where are you? I didn't respond. And I went on vacation the week after or whatever, like a few weeks after. And my diploma got mailed that week I was gone. And my mother hid it from me she never showed it so honestly I couldn't I well I mean I'm assuming I graduated if they called me no because it could have been an empty diploma so I don't know if I ever graduated to be honest I could but like why does that even matter you know what I'm saying I guess but like what would I need a g my high school diploma for if I'm going if I want to go back to school I guess but yeah, so I don't really know if I graduated. Because my mother... She... They paid all that money for... A little fucking plaque. Because... I didn't... There was this mom prom. And... I... Told my mother I wouldn't go with her. Because I didn't like her, so... I kept it very simple. Because... I wanted to wear makeup and she didn't want me to wear makeup and she wanted to go with my cousin Anthony like for what girl like she eaten this was the time at the time that she knew everything that went on again like putting me in an awkward situation being like if you don't hang out with the cousin that tried to fuck you when you were a kid like you're weird, like, okay, she, I, I don't know, it was just a whole fucked up situation, but, I'm trying to let it go, I'm trying to move on, I'm not trying to let it go, I'm trying to, 
make a better life for myself is all I can do. And that was my high school experience, bro. I mean, there was this time Casey McChrystal asked me to hook up in the band bathroom with him. People would take photos of me at school. Do you realize how fucked up that is? People would literally take photos of me. Like, I felt famous at school. I need to get my journal out in Ohio and read all those entries. That's why it's so important to keep a journal, because you can read the entries and relive the fun of it all, right? Oh my god, this pillow's like stuffed with feathers. Um, but yeah, so recently, I know I'm already at an hour and 30 minutes, but I'm going to finish up with this last story and then what I learned. But recently, I received, I was added into this group chat, um, of Ignatius students. And I hadn't thought about Ignatius in so long since I moved to New York. And these kids would send me, like, gay porn and a bunch of shit and, like, harass me. And I would leave this group chat. They would add me back. I would block people. They would add me back. And just bring new people into the group chat and just, I don't know, Try and be funny, because my name still gets thrown around at this stupid fucking school. What can I do? I'm a living legend. You really are my living legend. But, yeah, so, these students, because a lot of them were saying, like, slurs and, like, a bunch of problematic shit. I even think some of them were being like racist. So I screenshotted all of it. And then after I screenshotted the stuff of them being problematic, they um, went on to saying that I sent them nudes. I sent these. I was turning 19 at the time that this went on. So they wanted to say that a boy of age sent underage boys nudes, which they completely lied, and I called the schools that these boys went to. It was a combination of St. Ed's students, um, like Lakewood students, and Ignatius students, and yeah, I yelled at them, and I called Dr. Fior, and I was so fucking pissed off, because he didn't do anything, really. Like, the fact that they were still harassing me and I was states away was evil, girl. was so evil. I was working that day. Everything went down, too. But, yeah. So... I got my revenge. We cleared that situation up, though. Hopefully no one fucks with me for a while. 
Um, and yeah, I literally just remember being in the car, the backseat of my Uber, calling the schools, writing emails, coked out of my mind. So mad. I was so mad. But. Yeah. I never told my parents, though, because I'm sure if I would have said something, they would have been like, see, this is because of all that attention you asked for by wearing makeup. You asked for this. And, yeah, so I would say what I learned from my experience at Ignatius is that the world still isn't equal because my aunt always wanted to be like, you didn't experience what people experienced back then. Your life is so easy. But, like, girl, we all have our own struggles. And you can't really compare what you go through to other people because everyone's different. And that's another reason why I justify so much shit, wrongdoings of others. It's because it's everyone telling me as a kid that my life has been so easy and it's not as hard as other people's really fucked with me, TBH. I hate to admit that someone got under my skin, but... Yeah, the world's a cold place. You gotta fight for what you believe in, right? I wouldn't want it any other way because it made me who I am today. I'm so nonchalant. And I applaud myself for that. So, I thank you for listening. Um... been a long doozy um i love you <laughs> um i'm literally gonna make my bed and go to bed so yeah hey hi goodbye